I have a million hours of <laughs> of YouTube videos logged trying to learn how to connect with people and be more charismatic. Hey everybody, welcome back to Almost Cool. Jordan here, Marty's over there. Um, Marty? I'm just Josh and y'all actually know. Unfortunately, Martin is busy with his working and whatnot. <laughs> and we need content out, so it's just me. So, welcome to the very first solo episode of Almost Cool. If you can't tell, I'm very nervous. I've never done a recording like this just by myself. I work so much better when I have someone to talk to. They ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine, but you just can't get into it because they would never understand. So, hey, this will be a journey, a journey through the woods, just me in your ear. That was awful. Why did I even say that? Okay, so today I wanted to talk about social anxiety. Okay, um... I've had a couple people DM us. Can you talk about just being kind of weird with people? <laughs> Which I totally vibed with and I was 100% on board with that. Um, and they talked a little bit about social anxiety and having trouble making friends and all this, all this jazz. And this is something that, you know, I struggled with myself growing up. And honestly, up until maybe five years ago, six years ago. <laughs> so I was like in college when I finally cut it cut it I say cut it out of my life when I finally got enough of a hold on to it that it wasn't that big of an issue anymore and I wanted to share a little bit about that because I think that this will connect with quite a few people out there so buckle up get ready enjoy it's gonna be fun maybe I don't, I don't know if it's gonna be fun yeah yeah anyway so let's get started where I was Imagine fat little chicken nugget looking Jordan walking the halls of a certain elementary school in a deadbeat town outside of New Orleans. <laughs> Hell of a picture. So, I really didn't have that many friends growing up. Don't get me wrong, I had a couple people that thought I was cool enough to hang out with, quote unquote, cool enough to hang out with. We were small children and you're in school every day. And if one person gives you any time of day, then you're going to connect with them on some level. Um, so I was never the one to initiate friend making. I was nervous. You know, I was scared to even talk to people. I didn't know what was going on. I would goof off with my family. Um, but when it came to strangers, I was just so in the dark and had no idea what the hell to do with myself. And, you know, I attribute that to being like, now people view me as being this extroverted, you know, willing to just go above and beyond doing whatever, like, you know, just talking to anyone, having a good time with a random group. And that was never the case. I am an introvert at heart. Like, I am very to myself. I'm very, like, I'm still pretty awkward around new people. It takes me a minute to gauge exactly what we would connect on. And... With practice, that's gotten better, but I'm just more comfortable talking to those that I don't know, and that was a big thing for me to overcome. You know, I have a million hours of <laughs> of YouTube videos logged 
trying to learn how to connect with people and be more charismatic. So Charlie and Ben from Charisma on Command, thank you guys because you actually helped me grow so, so, so much. <laughs> Definitely check them out. Let's see. So yeah, just me being an awkward little nugget, didn't know how to make friends, didn't know what to do. I was really insecure about things that I like doing, you know, so I loved playing Pokemon growing up and I reached a certain age with people in school that, you know, that just wasn't cool anymore. And so I never thought so. I still love it. I was playing not two days ago. Um, so I couldn't really talk about that anymore. And when you're a little kid in the early 2000s, you know, <laughs> like Pokemon is like a real hot subject and you can talk to anyone about that and they know exactly what the hell you're talking about. But just other things like I like drawing a lot. Some kids, you know, for some reason, children are very mean. And if you're not Michelangelo or Leonardo da Vinci, then or any of the turtles, <laughs> any of the other Ninja Turtles. Oh, goodness. Ninja Turtles weren't cool either. Um, actually, what am I talking about? Yeah, they were Saturday morning cartoons with a shit. But if I wasn't the best there was at drawing, then people just said, oh, that sucks. Ha ha ha, you nerd. Okay. And then I would never show anybody. You know, I played Pokemon at school and they'd be like, are you still playing Pokemon? You're eight years old. Get a girlfriend, Jordan. I'm like, what is a girl? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so I didn't really have that many things to talk about. I, d I wasn't a big sports fan yet. Like I never really understood why people like sports. So I didn't have that to fall back on. Um, so like I didn't start watching sports till I was like 12, I think 12 years old. So I didn't really have that many things that were <laughs> on the social hierarchy of coolness to an eight-year-old. <laughs> God, that sounds so dumb now that I think about it. Uh, the more you know as you get older. But, and that went on till, till I got to high school. Like I met a couple of close friends. My friend Kenny, growing up, love him to death. He's one of my best friends in the world. Always will be. He was really one of the only ones that actually like, invited me out to do things and you know wanted to do out of the box things you know like he wanted to do creative things I loved being creative and then we just you know we gravitated towards each other but I wasn't the, like he was the one who initiated the friendship with me I didn't know how he did that it blew my 10 year old brain and I don't know like I always thought that he was way cooler than I was and I still think so to this day he's a cool ass motherfucker but I couldn't, I didn't understand how he could be so outgoing and so comfortable talking to random people and new people and just have all these different things that he could fall on and it would make the conversation go effortlessly. I was just like, so do you like peach cobbler? Because that is my favorite dessert. And they're like, dude, we are talking about thermodynamics right now. Get the hell out of each other. <laughs> get the hell out of here. Oh, get the hell out of each other. I'm so... <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. I'm sure my roommate right now is just hearing me talk to myself and thinking, what the hell is this guy doing? He's laughing at his own jokes. Oh, man. But anyway, so, all you know, I had my couple of friends I really connected with. We were kind of the cool but uncool crowd, you know? Like, we weren't the popular kids, but we were able to get along with them. And for me, as long as I had you know, Kenny or my other friends around, then I was comfortable because I knew that I could, if 
any awkward silence came about, if anything that made me feel weird or embarrassed came around, I could just talk to him and I would be totally fine. And, you know, that got me kind of far. I picked up a couple of different things. You know, I'm a very observant person. I love watching people's tendencies and how they do things because then I can mimic them and make them my own. But then this is the big part of the story. And for me, anyway, this is, I think, the catalyst of set me on the course that I am now, at least how I relate to people and how I'm able to meet and make new friends and understand how people work was I was 14, maybe 15. I was 15 years old, and I met this kid named Michael Penn. And Michael Penn, uh, first off, you know, he was one of my best friends. Um, he passed away a couple of years ago. I miss him to death. Uh, he was a hell of a guy, awesome person. You know, cancer's cancer. You can only do so much. But if for some reason, he and I clicked. You know, like from the very instance, we were able to just laugh off of one another. We both had that very stupid, quick-witted or trying to be quick-witted type of humor. And we would just bounce off each other. And we never got offended by anything we said. We just had a great time no matter what. And then, you know, after one night, it's just Michael and I and we're hanging out. And we're talking about like, dude, I don't know how this comes up, but um, he tells me, dude, I suck (laughs) at talking to girls and talking to new people. I was like, really? You're the most outgoing person I have ever met in my life. Because this guy, he could talk to a brick wall and they'd have lunch the next day and it would be, you know, the most liked picture on Instagram. (laughs) But it baffled me. It was so surprising that he was just so much more confident than I was. Even though he felt uncomfortable, he was willing to just go through it and have a great time no matter what he was doing, even if it made him feel weird. And I love that. I love that. And I'm so happy that that, you know, I was able to snag some of that energy off of him. I was able to use that to my own, you know, future and just how I pursued future relationships with people. And we did this, you know, we got to talking and he said, I'm so weird about talking to new people. Like, I'll do it. But I, it's just something that I have to do to try. You know, it's exposure therapy. I have to make my way through it. And I was like, wow, that's great. I want to do that. Let's help each other do that. You know, so we we decided to do a couple of different things where uh, we would go around uh, the town that we grew up and we would just high five strangers and just, you know, give them a random compliment. Be like, hey, I love your shoes. Hey, that's an awesome hat. You know, give them a high five and then never see them ever again. <laughs> And it was able to break the ice, you know, not only for a conversation to meet a new person, but just to break that initial layer of insecurity of talking to new people. You know, it. (laughs) this is one of my favorite stories. This is one of my favorite things that we've ever done. When I first got my car, he was like, dude, let's go, you know, let's go to the mall and let's let's go try and talk to random girls. I was like, you know what? Let's do it. We're going to, we're going to do it. We're going to, we're going to not even dip our toe in the water. We're just going to dive right in. So we made a very strict rule that we made each other do no matter what. So the rules of this game were, uh, the other person would point out a girl to go talk to. You don't have to get their number or anything. You just have to go talk to them. You just have to make conversation with them just to make yourself more comfortable. (laughs) 
And if you didn't do it, if you chickened out, then you had to do, you know, 10 push-ups in the middle of the, whatever room you were in while screaming. And, you know, I only had to do the push-ups one time, and it was the most embarrassing thing I've ever felt in my life. Um, but it gave me that sense of, okay, I would rather look dumb in front of one person that I never have to see again than a large group of people that, yeah, I will never see again, but, you know, now more people freaking know about this. You know, it was just <laughs> the lesser of two evils for me. And we would we would do that. We did that, I think, like four or five times where we went out for a weekend. And, um, <laughs> you know, it actually worked really well. You know, it's just like, dude, it doesn't even matter what you talk about. Just say something. You know, we were like 15. This is like the hot topic in Spencer's day of the mall that whatever girls came out of there you knew they were just you know up for some random shit. <laughs> you knew they just loved off the wall things to try and seem you know kind of quirky this is that zoe de chanel personality type and uh you know i'd walk up to them and say something along the lines of like hey what's your favorite pokemon and they would say squirtle i was like oh dude it's on i love that little turtle motherfucker and we'd have a great conversation or something and it'd be cool. You know, I actually ended up having a couple of dates because of that. And I have Michael Penn to thank for getting me out of my shell, you know, to the biggest extent in my life. Like, that was the biggest jump of, you know, just kind of peeking out, just kind of being comfortable talking to a new person. And then actually going out, talking to complete strangers and having little to no anxiety. Because the way it worked was that, you know, you're never going to try something or no, I said that wrong. Um, like failure is a important, you know, step into getting what you want. So what I wanted was to get rid of my social anxiety and no, I haven't done that completely. I don't think that's a possibility. I'm trying to be real with myself. I'm always going to be a little bit awkward and I get that and I understand that, but I'm comfortable with it. But <laughs> From just barely being able to have a conversation with people at the lunch table, unless my friends were around, to going up to a brand new person who I've never met and striking up a conversation and they actually enjoy my company was the most freeing experience I've ever had. <laughs> you know, it was such a huge just boast to my pride. I mean, don't get me wrong, I felt really big headed and then I got quickly knocked down once the next girl <laughs> turned me away, like right after I said hello. <laughs> But you're not going to – it gets easier every time you fail. It gets easier every time that you go around. You know, the more you hear no, the less of a sting that it has. And it builds up that confidence to be like, you know what? That person didn't. But there are just so many freaking people. In, just don't think about this. Like there are over 7 billion people on the planet, a couple of thousand in the smallest towns, you know? You could talk to a different person every day in a population of a town with a population of what, like 3,000? Let's say 3,500. You could talk to a one different person every single day for what, 10 years? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not good at math. I dropped out of college. Uh, <laughs> but that's that's the that was the biggest thing to me was that it doesn't matter how much I fail that I can actually, there are going to be some people that vibe with me. You know, there are going to be some people that have the same interests as me. And 
it's really cool once you get older. I don't know why the most detrimental age of a person, you know, the most uncomfortable, embarrassing, worst time to be alive is your teenage years when you have so much going on, not only with your body, but with school, with, you know, family, all these people. You just feel like you're getting it from all sides and it sucks. And believe me, I know. I was complaining to Kenny, I was complaining to Michael, I was complaining to all these different people all the time about how everything was unfair, my angsty phase, which wasn't really that angsty, I just love to complain a little. But, (laughs) oh goodness gracious. As you get older, you just realize that people are, whether they realize it or not, whether it's something they're trying to do, they just get more comfortable with their individuality. And they love hearing people Oh, goodness great. Maybe not love. They don't love hearing, you know, completely different stances on everything because then that's how arguments start. But people generally like hearing new things about people. It doesn't always have to be the, okay, how did the Lakers do last night? It doesn't have to be, okay, did the Patriots, you know, did they win this weekend? And that's not the only thing that you can talk about. You can talk about something that they have no idea about and that'll pique their interest and want to learn more and more about you. And so it's so unfortunate that that doesn't happen until you get older. Like, like when I first got to college, this is the time I think college. One great thing about college life is that people want to get rid of that small town stigma. I have to be cool. I just want to be who I am. That's the saving grace of college for me. I have my other issues with it, but people, for some reason, they drop the facade of having to be the coolest person in the class, you know? They drop the facade of like, you know, they're only going to talk about what's cool because that's the cool thing to do. That that social ladder is is gone, at least for a little while. (laughs) Because like when I when I first got to Lexington, and it was my first day, you know, my very first night in the dorm room, and you know, I met my roommate Paul. Love Paul. He's wonderful. He's awesome. Best friend for life. Excuse me. And then I met Martin, you know, on that second day of college just by chance. And I would never have said, you know, we kind of talked about this on another episode, but the way I met Martin was that he was playing pool and he was on the eight ball and he tried to do like this trick shot or something and he totally fucked it up. (laughs) It was absolutely terrible. But I was like standing at the table behind him and I was just like, dude, that was almost cool. And then he looked at me and then we started like I had this big goofy smile on my face. And then we became great friends. And I would have never done that had I not, you know, taken that jump with Kenny and Michael Penn and all these different, you know, my the few friends I had growing up to challenge myself to talk to new people. And that was the biggest thing I wanted to do. I was like, all right, I'm moving to a new state, moving to a new city. I don't know anyone here. I know zero people here. I have no friends. I'm going to make as many friends as I can the first day. And so I meet Paul that first day of college. Then my neighbors, they were like, hey, do you guys want to come in? And, you know, we're going to hang out a little bit, and then we're going to go to some restaurant or something. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. I took, <laughs> as soon as that opportunity came, I jumped at it, and I met my neighbors. They're really cool. And then somebody from across the hall, they were kind of peeking out. And I was like, hey, do you guys want to come hang out? We're going to, you know, have, we're going to go explore the city a little bit. We're going to have a great time. And they're like, oh, hell yeah. So just in that first few hours of being there, I've already met five people. 
and that was it blew my mind that I'm like damn I've already made five new relations like five new friendships potentially I don't know yet I, I didn't know yet but I've already laid the groundwork for five friendships with complete strangers that I know nothing about and that's more than I've done in my entire life you know like I had my four friends in high school my four like good friends I had a few acquaintances but my four good friends I'm like, just in one day, I'm already trying to to top that. And that made me feel so good. It made me feel so free. It made me, like, I I don't know. I don't know what crack is like. <laughs> but I hear that first high is like no other. And I got that, you know, just from talking to, to a few random guys. And, you know, for the most part, all of us are still great friends. And we still get together, you know, once a year to go hang out. And, you know, it's, I think one of the bigger things that I learned was that it's not really what you say. You know, you could say a very acceptable, you know, conversation starter, you know, hey, what's your favorite football team? But the way you say it is so much, so much more important than what you actually say, I think. That, you know, that's debatable. I don't know if that's, if I 100% believe that, but that's just where my mind is now, is that if I came up to you and said, hey, do you, you know, you look cool. Do you want to go hang out maybe later? No, get the fuck out of here. I don't want to hang out. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what I would say to myself if I talked, <laughs> talked to anyone like that, you know? And... <laughs> But if I came up to you and said, hey, you look really cool. You know, we're going out later on. Do you all want to hang out with us? You know, that's so much more inviting. That's so much more confident in how you're saying things. And it's not fake. The more you do it, the more confident you feel. Because one, it's almost muscle memory that you've you've said this sentence so many times. You're not stumbling over your words too much. And... You can. The more you talk to people, the more you learn how to read people and see if they're even interested from the very beginning. You know, as soon as they look at you, you can tell by the eyebrows if they're like kind of looking at you in disgust and want you to leave, or if their eyebrows are raised and they're just like, "Oh wow, this guy seems cool. He seems inviting. Let's talk to him." You know, there are certain little things that you notice about people, and that gauges whether or not it gauges how far you can go in this conversation with them. And it's look, I. Social anxiety is, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It's one of the biggest things I've had to deal with in my life. But, you know, especially in this pandemic where I haven't been able to go meet people. And because I always tried before this all started, you know, I've said this story too, that I would go to a bar to watch a football game and I would try to meet at least one person to watch the game with while I was there. I'd usually go by myself. Or with one other friend, I'd invite someone into the group, be like, hey, do you like you seem really cool. Do you want to come hang out with us, have a drink? And then, you know, I've met so many people that way. And <laughs> I haven't been able to do that. I haven't been able to go anywhere. I've just been marinating in my freaking bed at home, just being a, oh, I just feel so rusty. You know? <laughs> I just feel so rusty. Eventually, when, I, when we're all able to, actually go out and be normal people again it's gonna take a little bit of work to get back into the groove of things but i think that's fine i think that's okay but this is something so close to me so near and dear to my heart because this is something that like i've talked to people you know i've had coworkers that we would go out after a shift or something and 
They'd be like, Jordan, I don't understand how you're so confident in what you say. I don't understand how you're able to just talk to these people. I'm like, well, honestly, it's really uncomfortable for me, but I've gotten used to it. You know, I've, I've developed the callus of, re- you know, against rejection. I've developed these things to like, yeah, it still hurts, you know, to be flat out rejected when you want nothing bad. You just want to, you know, learn who a person is, but it doesn't sting nearly as much as it used to. And if I get rejected by one person, they tell me just, oh, shut the fuck up. Go fuck off. That's okay. Because if that's their reaction, I don't really want to hang out with them anyway. You know? Not everyone is going to vibe with you. And the sooner they show you that, dude, that's actually a blessing in disguise that you're like, all right, cool. This guy doesn't seem like I would enjoy hanging out with him. I don't want to invest any more time in this. That person across the room looks really cool. Let me go introduce myself. And... It just gets so much easier. The more you try, the more you practice. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie and say, Oh yeah, well if you take these magic beans then you will never feel anxious talking to strangers again. I'm not gonna say that. I don't wanna sell anything, no false hope or anything. But me being who I was and being who I am now, there's such a stark difference. And just kind of thinking about it like this, just me talking into this microphone by myself with no Martin to, you know, hear his bird laugh and have a good time and just make me feel more comfortable. I would have never been able to even do this. And that's fine. That's okay. I feel so comfortable. Like, I'm not even gonna toot my own horn here. But this is the first take. What? I only tried zero other times. Get that through. Woo, baby. And It's just the more you try something, the easier it gets for you. And you're never going to know exactly how to read every detail about someone unless you're A, Sherlock Holmes, or B, a wizard. And that's all right, you know? (laughs) That's okay. People are so interesting that it would be a shame to not try and go learn them or learn anything about them because then you're just kind of stuck in a bubble. And I don't know about y'all, but when I was in that bubble, I hated it. I didn't want to just be by myself all the time. And yeah, you know, it does take someone to kind of give you a push sometimes. Not everyone is going to have the same level of drive or confidence to actually go out and be like, you know what, that's it. I'm high-fiving everyone I meet on the street for a week. You know, that doesn't happen, you know, for everybody. And if you're lucky enough to have someone, you know, have a, a Michael Penn who you view as, you know, this god among men. Even though we're 15 and he was just as nervous as I was. <laughs> Love you, buddy. But <laughs> to have that outside force actually believe in you enough to do it, you know, to actually be like, look, you talk with me. You're great. You know, we have a great time. Why can't you have this great a time with every, you know, with a different person that you don't know? Go out there, introduce yourself, have fun. Because then the more people you meet, the more wacky crap you can get into, man. I'm like, <laughs> if I didn't meet Kenny, I never would have taken, you know, a secret road trip to Florida for a weekend. If I didn't meet Michael Penn, I never would have gotten, <laughs> well, damn, I never would have gotten stood up by this redheaded girl. <laughs> But (laughs) I'm really second guessing myself now. No, but if I didn't meet Michael Penn, then I don't know how, I don't know if I would be here right now. You know, I don't know if I would be 
talking into this microphone or just be playing Pokemon in a corner somewhere. And, you know, I'll never know, but hey, y'all use me, you know? Let me, look, this, I've said it a million times that this podcast is for not only uh, me and Martin, rather, you know, not only for us to be more comfortable with ourselves, but to try and connect with people who have gone through or are going through similar things that we've gone through in the past or are currently going through or whatever situation comes up in the future. I think that's a beautiful thing. And I want to be, if you don't have a friend to give you that push, go out there. You can do it. I believe in you. It's going to be great. Thank me later. I love you. And goodbye. (laughs) But thank you so much uh, for listening. This is a shorter podcast than usual. But, hey, I'm sure you don't want to listen to just me talking for another half an hour. Um, Please feel free to follow us on Instagram at almostcoolpod. Uh, Follow Martin at creation underscore of Martin. Follow me at jordanhooter underscore. Um, You know, shoot us a DM. You want to talk about something? We're always open. It might take an hour or so, but we'll get back to you, I promise. Um, You can email us at almostcoolpod at gmail.com. We've actually... It's crazy having more and more people slide into our DMs through the email and asking about stuff, asking for certain topics, or just, you know, giving us random love. And it makes our day, and we have a great time talking to y'all. But uh, anyway, I love you. Martin will be back soon, I hope. Oh, God, I hope it's not just me from now on. Uh, Have a good one.